You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. So there you are. You're in the playroom, you know, you're watching your kids and your son is playing with magnetiles. So, you know, like a good dad or a good mother, you just you go down on the floor with the child and you start playing. You know, you build you does he want to put this, you know, you want to put this here, you want to put this there, and your mom is there with with the kid. Like you you like you learned from all the Musr Schmuzen and the, the Chinuch lessons. Just be there, be be osake, be involved, be there, be present with your kids. And but it always gets to a moment that you, you go down onto the floor to play toys with your child, and then your child goes on to do something else and there's that like iffy time where like you're not sure when the child left to go do something else but you catch yourself like a 10 minutes later alone but fully engrossed and captivated by your child's toys and you're like building the most amazing structure with those magnetiles you're like finishing the puzzle or you know you're playing with that fake uh, makeup set you, did, did that ever happen to you I, I listen I this has happened to me probably more times than the number of um I don't know. Then the number of letters in this past sentence. So I don't know. That was probably like 47 and a half, even though there can't be half a letter. I, I, I now know, I'm telling you, the ins and outs of Pinkalicious. I know the storyline. I know why she ate so many cupcakes. I know the art of magnetiles and just how many squares you need to make a house. I know the perfect way to set up little people in their playhouse. Okay? I, I even know how to color on the dining room walls with crayons okay uh, uh, it's 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 a little bit of a joke it's a little more serious though there's there's a fascinating lesson i think that can be learned from this anecdote and the jewish people are likened to a child and hashem is likened to a parent and being that hashem is a parent he loves us more than we love ourselves. He loves us dearly, tremendously. Hashem, our loving Father who cares deeply about each and every one of us, enjoys spending time connecting and having a relationship with us. And when he gave us the Torah on top of Har Sinai, he quote-unquote lowered himself to be with us, to get on the ground with us, to, to give us a, a practical way to connect and to spend time with him. Hashem wanted to be native to us and give us abundance of good like any father, like any loving father would want to. Hashem sits down with us to make a connection, just like a parent sits down with his or her child to play those toys, thus creating an emotional bond, a deep connection. But sometimes, you know what happens? Is that the children, even though they have a deep love for their parent, they can easily get bored, sidetracked, and lose focus on what's right in front of them. And they simply walk away. They go play with another toy or go read a different book. Hashem is like that parent, though, who stays on the floor, 
even after the child has moved on to something else. Hashem loves us deeply and never wishes to separate himself from us. He awaits our return lovingly and patiently. You know, sometimes we think when, if somebody goes, well, off the derech is an extreme example, but if somebody goes off the derech, then Hashem goes off the derech as well from them. You know, Hashem gave up, they, they gave, that person gave up on Hashem, and Hashem gave up on them. That's not how it works. Hashem is still there. Hashem is there. He's waiting. Hashem is actually coming with that person. But that, that's that's even a, a, a deeper level of understanding. But from, from the lesson idea we're trying to bring out is that Hashem stays there. He's there. He's waiting for that return. He's 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 waiting for that 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 connection, that 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 rebonding between father and son. Hashem's like that parent who stays on the floor. In this week's parsha, parsha Kisisa, the Jewish people committed one of the worst sins ever done by mankind. They created the golden calf, the Egel Hazav. A mere few weeks after, they received the Torah from Hashem and experienced tremendous closeness and connection to the master of the universe. They created a deity and distanced themselves from Hashem. Hashem came down to play and spend time with His children, but the children walked away in pursuit of other, more interesting things. In Shir Hashirim, the Pasuk tells us, You are beautiful, my love. You are beautiful. Your eyes are dove-like. The commentaries explain that this is a reference to Hashem and the Jewish people after the sin of the golden calf, the Egal Azav. Despite their sins, despite the fact that the Jewish people strayed and walked away from God, Hashem still loved them and chose not to walk away from them. He referred to his children as Yafe, as beautiful. Even after, well, it was they referred to as Yafat once they once they once they repented. But it doesn't matter that they walked away; they were still in the realm of Yafat, the realm of beautiful. Hashem consoled the Jewish people and assured them that they remained His chosen people. What an incredible message! To take with us. Hashem loves us no matter what. And of course we have to be careful what we do. And of course we will be judged for everything. But we must always remember and never forget. And yes, that's two ways of pretty much saying the same things. That Hashem's love for us, His children, is unbelievable. And even in moments when we walk away from Him, He never walks away from us. He sits on the floor waiting for us to return. You know, this idea of Yafe, I saw a beautiful, beautiful Heliga piece from the Sfas Emes in Pirkei Avos. We're familiar, perhaps, with the Mishnah that tells us uh, to be dan lekav sechos, vinei dan es kol ha'adam besever, besever panim Yafos. Um, and while that is uh, another Mishnah, that's not actually the one that I wanted to say. Yes, it's wonderful um, to be Mikabel as Kolha Adam, Besever Panam Yafos. I had misquoted. But there's another Mishnah. It says, Yehushua ben Prachya. This is in Perik Yavos 1 6. Yehushua ben Prachya, Vinitai Ha'ar Bailey, Kiblu Mehem. Yehushua ben Prachya, Oimer, Yehushua ben Prachya said, Asilichrav, make yourself. A rav, make yourself, find a rabbi. In fact, the Sfas Emes, speaking of the wonderful Sfas Emes, he says, make yourself into a rav. Make yourself into a, a great leader. 
be wonderful yourself. Uknelech hachavar, acquire a friend, vehevedan eskal ha'adam lekav sechos, and judge every person favorably. Um, so this terminology, this phraseology, this verbiology, this you get the point. The have he done is kol adam. It's a little bit wordy. He could have just said that he done kol ha have he done kol adam. Judge all people. What does it mean? Es kol ha adam with that hey hayadia with that with that hey of like the. What's the capital T H E? The capital the. What's that referring to? The es kol ha adam. Says the Svasemis, You know. He explains like this: The explanation is We can all agree the thing that this person is doing right now is in question. The specific detail that you're observing of this individual, he's not doing good. It's something bad. He's doing something bad right now. We can all agree agree on that. He's not doing something good. Mikol Malcolm says this: Fasemes, listen here, Eskol Haadam. It could have said kol adam, but it doesn't. It says es kol adam bechlal yeshbo devarim because you have to look at ha adam, the entirety of the person, and if you look at the entirety of the person and overlook the bad that he's doing right now, you'll see there are midos achirim shel zechus. There are other attributes of this person that have merit. What does it mean? The entirety of the person. Don't focus on the prat, on the specific, on the detail, on the specific bad that the person's involving himself in. Rather, take a step back mentally, if you need physically, spiritually, figuratively, whatever it takes, and look at the matter from a perspective of Klal from a broader perspective. You know, the the antagonist in the story of Purim was Haman. Haman is referred to as a tsorer hayehudim, the uh, a tsorer to uh, an, an an enemy. But tsar really means a s- narrow strait, as opposed to um, like a nani bamerchavko. Hashem answers in expansiveness. The idea and the power and the lesson and the calling of the Torah for us as Jews is to live in the realm of klal, to live in the realm of merchav, not in the realm of tsar, not to be narrow-minded and focused on those little details of bad in a person, but to take a step back and realize, okay, there's a bigger picture here. And when you look at the bigger picture, you know, in today, in today's culture, in today's world one of the attractions of 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 a good picture is when you have a pixelated background i know this firsthand because my wife is a photographer and what the photographers do in the editing stage and even in when when they're snapping away at the pictures they try to get where they're focused on let's say they're doing a picture of a family so they try to get the family in it was very clear where you could see it, um, everyone very clearly. And the background has um, a very pixelated, a very blurry look. And that blur actually helps bring out the clarity. And perhaps it's a, it's a beautiful uh, message and a, an anecdote for life because sometimes um, when, when, there, when there's, there's that backdrop, the backdrop of 
uh, lack of clarity, of pixelated, where it's blurry. It actually helps you zero in and focus on the positive as well. It's a similar idea to what we're discussing here with the Svaz MS, that sometimes you got to take a step back, step back and realize it's okay that there's a blur. In fact, sometimes there's the bl that blur will help bring out the positive. You realize, okay, there's so much more to this person. There's so much more holiness to this person. Perhaps it could also explain that word S, you know, S kol ha'adam. Perhaps the word S is also coming as a limud, as a lesson. S, we know, references the beginning and the end. The first of the Aleph base and Aleph, and a Tuf is the last of the Aleph base. And Aleph through Tuf includes everything. Aleph through Tuf, like Barashas Bara, Elohim Ace, Hashem created Ace, everything. Aleph through Tuf. And the same thing here. When judging a person, don't just focus on that pixelated area. Don't just focus on that blurry area. Rather, ace kol ha'adam. Focus on aleph through tough, on kol ha'adam, the entirety of the person. Realize there's something so much bigger and so much more going on over here. Um, in Parsha's Kisisa, our Parsha, it, it talks about the incense, the ketores, and in mentioning one of the one of the ingredients was the galbanum, the chelvina, the chelbana. and Rashi understands that this was uh, not so not such a good smelling scent. Um, Why was it part of the holy Ketoris? And Rashi explains that it's meant to include the Poshe Yisrael, the sinners. And on a similar note, we can understand this pasuk, this idea of the Chalbana, Al Derech, what the Sfas Emes says on Eskola Adam in Perkiavos that we just learned. Every person is like the holy Ketoris. Everyone has good smelling Midos. But there's a part of every human that is like the Chalbana. Everyone has a bad smelling Mida as well, that pixelated area, that area of blur no human does not have chesronos and, and but with that said when a person does something trivial wrong or bad we can't judge them negatively based on that bad smelling mida that we are presently observing rather we must realize there's so much more to this person so many more good smelling spices so many more good smelling midos that make up this entirety of a man and it's interesting the gematria of chelbaina Lamid, Beis, Nun, Hey is 95, which is the same as Yafet. Even amidst, well, Yafet means beautiful. Even amidst the Chalbana, when naturally you might want to judge someone negatively, it's important to realize that this person is Yafet. He's really beautiful, and overall, he's great. He's unbelievable. He is a Chilak Alokami Ma'al. Okay, he's struggling in this area. But that's a specific, that's a that's a small, that's a tzorah. Don't be a tzorah, don't be narrow-minded. Be uh, overall, be focused and on the entirety of the picture, as ironic as that might sound. Um, I think it's a practical lesson that we can take, the idea to take a step back, realize people are so much more than perhaps we perceive them to be. And a similar uh, way of understanding and giving ourselves space to grow and realizing it's okay. We might have things about us that are the chelbana, but realize chelbana is gematria yafet. It's okay. We're still, un we're still beautiful um, and amazing people trying and striving to be the best that we can. So with that said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Torah Sparks podcast. If you enjoy this content, please leave a rating Please leave a review. It can go a long way. And all the best. Amir Tashem. We'll see you next week.